Hey guys, it's Maya and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun and they're all on the Instagram. So go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. Okay, so today I am joined by two of my friends because every so often, somehow the three of us pick up the same book or two of us pick up a book and bully the third one into picking up the same book and we read it and it's kind of like a little every summer book club thing that we do. And so we're back, we're reunited, we're talking about The Shadows Between Us by Trisha Levenseller which follows Alessandra, who basically has this plan to get into the castle, seduce the king, marry the king, kill the king, and then take all the power for herself. She's very much a traditional, like, badass female heroine in that sense. And so, yeah, we all read the book. Well, two of us read all of the book. And today we are here to talk about it, and I'm very excited because episodes with friends are the best episodes. So, books, TV, music, and movies, all things that make a big impact on our world. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I am Maya Ghosh. I'm Marissa. I'm Alexis. And this is my take. And not only am I just confused that I'm seeing Damon Salvatore Vampire Diaries, I get excited. I'm like, vampires in this book? No. <laughs> and the quote is, it's not cool growing old. I like being the eternal stud. Now, yes, this is related to Callias, the Shadow King, or whatever. But I was very shocked when I first saw that. I was like, <gasps> I Snapchatted Myra, and I was like, oh my god, Damon. <laughs> well, I knew. Have you watched Vampire Diaries? Uh, a long time ago. Okay, because I knew you liked the show. I didn't know if you liked the show. I have mm. never seen the show, but I saw it and I was like, oh, okay, I feel like that's going to draw a lot of people in because you're, like, doing the relatable thing by, like, not pulling something from a well-known author or something. Mm-hmm. You're, like, pulling it from a TV show. Mm-hmm. And then also the Slytherin. Yes. Slytherin romance. Yes. yes. I also saw that. I was like, mm. oh, my God. Sorry to, like, cut ahead Slytherin romance. I was just oh, no, very no, no. shocked by the like vampire diaries cut i was like okay yes it is very slytherin though they're both totally slytherins oh yeah everybody not everybody in this book but a lot of people i feel like in the book are slytherins listen i think hestia and rhoda are definitely more like hufflepuffs but everybody else is just true slytherins true or i don't know Anyways. Mm-hmm. Anyways. We don't get much into their characters, do we? No, literally, we get, like, good character depth for Alessandra and for Callias. And, like, else. a little bit for Leandros. But everybody else is very surface level, I feel like. They're just... Which I guess if you're thinking about it in the deeper way of, like, Alessandra doesn't care for a long time because she's, like, their pawns in her game mm-hmm. for the beginning, then it makes sense. But, like, as a reader, you want to know 
the character relationships. Like, I saw something on Pinterest yesterday that was, like, the best relationship in a book is with the main character and the love interest, like, witty best friend. And yes. I was like, that's very true. And, yes. like, we don't get that at all in this book. You just kind of Well, get... we get some insight into Leandros. We do. Because Leandros... Is that who you think he dun, is? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Leandros. Is Zathos? 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 Yeah. The king's mm. dead brother. Oh. Dead older and brother. he turns out to kill his parents because they sent him away because he has the shadow power. Mm. And then in turn, he wants to kill his brother and take the throne. Mm. Yes. So. And guess who finds this out? Our main main heroine bitch miss alessandra figures it out from some hair dye on her hand and then she realizes that man is not who he is if he has hair dye in his hair <laughs> so <laughs> bears bears. <laughs> right there really connecting the dots here <laughs> the end of the book was bad shit like you you go uh, through because like you only read i'm saying you oh, mm-hmm. paris only read Ten chapters, nine chapters, mm-hmm. because the beginning of the book is slow. It's so boring. But then the end of the book, like I thought, we were gearing up to like drop a bomb and then go to a sequel. Like you know how a lot of TV shows now like drop a major bomb and then like that's yeah, the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what we were doing because she like gets offered the chance to be queen and she's like, "Holy shit, I love this man! Like I want to be queen. I don't want to like kill him and be queen on my own. Mm-hmm. I would like to be his queen, like with him." And then. They're gonna get married, and then there's an attack on his life, and then they're all fine and good, and the king realizes that she killed Hector, and he's, like, laughing about it, and he's like, that's so badass, like, I wish you would've told me this sooner, like, I love you even more. (laughs) And then suddenly he's like, you lied to me, you were coming here to kill me, and, like, banishes her from the castle, but then she shows back up. finds, like, an ingredient for poison in, yeah. So, like, I thought when we were banishing her from the castle that that was going to be it. Because there's not a lot of pages in between the banishing and them living happily ever after. Mm. So, I was like, okay, clearly we're going into sequel. And then we weren't, which was a little interesting. But I appreciated it. Because, like, this was definitely, like, very much a romance. Yeah. And, Mm. like, I can't do romance. Like, I can't just do straight-up romance unless, like, the world is falling apart and shit is going crazy. (laughs) So, like, I appreciated a lot more of, like, the last 50 chapters of the book. It made me believe in their love a lot more when, like, people kept trying to kill him and she was, like, throwing daggers at people and saving Mm. people. And there were, like, scandal things happening. Like, I appreciated it a lot more. And I appreciated their love story a lot more. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely was, like, it draws you in thinking it's going to be this badass fantasy book, and then it's really kind of just a romance. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just her realizing that she has a heart, and she actually could fall in love with somebody. Which is kind of, I'm not what I was expecting. It's so funny, she's like, oh my god, I could have all that I ever wanted, I could be queen, rule as an equal to him, and be loved? With the man that loves me back, and, like, they use this, like, phrase throughout the book, like, a 15, because her friend makes up a rating system to, like, find a man, to court a new man. (laughs) And so in her head, she's like, well, Colias is a 15 for me. Like, five on looks, five on personality, five on, like, their friendliness or, like, their gentlemanliness Mm. or whatever. And so I'm just like, (laughs) he's the perfect man in her book. Mm. Even though he can't touch her. 
for the first 200 pages. But honestly, like, you know, it made her desire him even more. And even though I don't think they ever really... Did they ever have a steamy scene or no? Well, it was Fade to Black. Fade to Black, At yeah. the end, mm. it's implied that they're... Because he's like, oh, I want to do this. I don't know. It fades to Black, but, like, you are assuming that they had sex. Well, yeah, and then the also, like, it's the tension between them, right? So they go... Randomly, they do this plot to try to figure out who the killer is. And so they go to this, like, strip club, hmm. or gentleman's club. And so, of course, they can't, like, be who they are. They have to have disguises because, like, people are trying to kill him. And so she dresses up as, like, one of the strippers or, like, whatever they call it, you know, as basically they're in, like, you know. They're in a brothel. They're she a dresses brothel. up as a hooker. They're in a brothel. <laughs> um, I was thinking of another word, but that's a better word. They're, yeah, so they're in a brothel, and so, you know, she dresses up as a, you know, lady ready for the brothel, and he dresses up as a man ready to do some gambling and be brotheled. And so... <laughs> and so, like, like, the whole night, he's, like, you know, he's gambling, and she's, like, sitting on his lap, like, scandalous. You can see part of her ankle or something. I don't know. And he, like, strokes her calf and shit, and, like, the tension in the air, and she's like, I'm on fire, like, in her head, and I'm like, wow, like, once they can actually touch each other, like, sparks are gonna fly, it is gonna be fireworks, man, like, these Mm. people are gonna blow themselves up. I did like like If, like, a touch on the thigh through the clothes is really (laughs) turning around, it's like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. That was, I like, that part was funny, though, the entire (laughs) bubble scene, because it's like that, like, your favorite moment in, like, rom-coms and stuff when you, like, you know they're gonna get together, but they haven't admitted it to themselves, but they're, like, next to each other and, like, teasing each other. Like, it was, it was those vibes, and I really appreciated it for Mm -hmm. that. I didn't even think of that. Smart. Because you don't think of things through a rom-com lens. Yeah, I know. No, I was just very much expecting her to be, like, a battle queen and just, like, all of a sudden pull out her sheath and, like, stab people. Because that's what I'm used to when I see these, like, fantasy books of, like, girl gone rogue wanting to, like, take over the kingdom. But Mm -hmm. instead she just, like, manipulated her way to the top. Yeah, she did not get into as many fights as I thought she was going to get into. No, but you know what? for being a woman of the 1600s or whatever the frick this is, you know, dated back to. Like, she's jab, she's got her dagger on her at all times, and by the way, it's gorgeous. It's on the front cover of this book. And she's just stabbing people in the thigh and throwing her dagger around. Like, it's badass. I appreciate it. True. And she's already killed him. In her mind, she's killed one of her exes. And, like, throughout this book, she's she's thought of, like, three other times to kill random other people in this book, and I'm like, huh. And then the one actual fight she gets into, she gets knocked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she stabs him in the leg, and then he slaps no, her. No, the Leandros knight. That's what I was talking about. Wait, remind me. <laughs> okay, so Leandros, which I was very briefly, briefly on Team Leandros when this happened, because... I was like, this king won't touch her. He won't even interact with her. He was like, 
But by then, by the time Leandris was like, I'll come back for you. I was like, screw that. The king's going to come back for her. No, 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 not then. This is earlier. This is the night out with Leandris. Yes. Yes. With the boxing match. Yes, 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 yes. So at this point, this is earlier on in the book. Mm -hmm. I was like, because the king was being a little bitch. Like, he wouldn't eat meals with her. He would just send her gifts, but he wouldn't, like, handle over that. Like, he was not doing the fake dating thing well at all. And I was like, he wants to be friends, but he's, like, not even interacting with her. So, like, how can you even be friends if you're not, like, talking to this person, right? Mm. So, Leandris actually showed interest in her and, like, wanted to hang out with her. And it culminated in him taking her out. He, like, made her dress like a peasant. They were, like, riding horses. And they go to this, like, underground boxing ring. Mm. And they're, like, watching the matches, and she's, like, betting on them, and she keeps winning because she's, like, observing the people and how they're acting instead of just being, like, the big one's gonna win. Mm. And so then she gets really drunk and thinks that she could get into a fight Mm. and steps up into the ring and lands a couple punches and then gets knocked out. Oh, cool. Yeah. But it was then that I was on Leandris' side because I was, like, I know in my head Callias is gonna be endgame. But I was like, at least somebody's trying to be nice to her and showing her that he cares. And, like, the brooding bad boy is cool and all, but, like, only if he actually does interact with her, you know? Yeah. No, I did appreciate Leandris and the fact that he was like, listen, that man isn't going to touch you, but me... I can be your sex escapade on the side, okay? <laughs> like, you can spend all day with Callias, and then I can give you what you need at night. And I appreciated that from him. I was like, I was like, wow, okay, listen, we know this girl gets around, we know she has desires, and, like, they even talk about it in the book, like, what's his face? <laughs> Callias has gone a year without, like, having sex, and she's gone a month and feels like it's been forever. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, a month? That's it? And she's like, women have desires. And I was just like, okay. But no, I appreciated that about Leandris, but then the then later on he was like, no, I only want you for myself. Like, Callias is going to throw you aside. And I was like, no, boo you. Like, Callias is endgame now, and you can't just give the woman some pleasure? No. Thumbs down. <laughs> he also does end up being the main villain in the I book, know. so, you know. I had good thoughts from the get-go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have any questions about the book so far? What is the shadows? Mm. So, okay, first of all, with the shadows, I know it's, like, all around his body, but in my head, every time I think of the shadows, I just think of, like, little spiky shadows, no, like, see, snakes coming out of his head. It gives me very much, like, <laughs> I, like, very much think of it as, like, Raven in, te- in like, Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, very much, like, black inkiness all around, because I, like, saw the front black inkiness all around. They're, like, they call them shadows, so they don't know what to call them. I think it's just, like, always around him. But then also, like... I think it's like black inky and then he's like part of it because then you like touch him and he's like translucent and you like reach through him and stuff did you get to any of that part like has he walked through walls at all yeah 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 so basically like he will live forever with the shadows unless like because he's invulnerable because he's invulnerable with them because like he at one point in the book like gets shot but then he like shifts into the shadows and then he like heals himself and is perfectly fine and, like, the bullet just pops out of him. Hmm. Right, so he's invulnerable. But if he touches somebody, like, skin to skin, then that person, like, whenever they're within, like, 50 yards of him, mm-hmm. deactivates his shadows, and so he's invul- like he's now vulnerable to, like, attacks. So, like, his dad, like, wanted to have a real relationship with his mom, the queen, and so, like, 
that's why his dad could be killed because like the queen was always around and so you could like stab his dad and he couldn't like use his shadows when she was around so like that's why the touching thing was such a big deal and like because he was like my parents got killed and i want to live till i'm a million years old and just rule the kingdom and like be a little bitch on my own Mm -hmm. and and then he met alessandra yes did he explain where the shadows came from it's basically, I remember he talked about, it. they prayed to, like, angels, they prayed to whatever, they prayed to a bunch of different things, and then all, they prayed to demons or something. Yeah. They prayed to demons, and then this one demon gave his, like, great-great-great-grandfather the power, and then it passed on to the generations. Huh. Of course they prayed to demons. Of course, conjuring a demon, as I'm like... The other book series I'm reading is, like, the Shadowhunter shit, mm. and I was, like, just reading today about them conjuring a demon, so when I was reading this, I was like, oh my god, of course the demon gave him the powers. Ugh. Mm. Demons never give anybody good powers, but they give them interesting powers. There's always mm. a catch. Yes. Like, Annie LaRue is, she gets her powers because she prays to a demon, mm. which is very interesting. I still need to read that. You would like that book, I think. I have it. I bought it. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. When did the, you buy like, it? The, like, seven and a half, whatever. No, this no, is no. different. Oh, God. What book? The what Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Oh, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Oh, I'm thinking of Evelyn. Evelyn Hugo. No, not Evelyn Hugo. The other Evelyn. Evelyn Hardcastle. Evelyn Hardcastle. Oh, my God. You're thinking, how Jesus in what world Christ. does that sound like Addie LaRue? I, mm. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> I'm, I got confused. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Your thoughts, comments? I, we already went over everything I took notes on. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked the moments with them. Like I the did. fluff moments. I did. Oh I my really god. I liked the fluff literally, moments. Literally, like, like, I was finding myself, because I don't do this very often when I'm reading, like, romance and stuff, but I was finding myself, like, getting giddy, like, ooh, <laughs> like, oh my god cute like <laughs> randomly like in the last hundred pages of the book and i'd be like "Ooh, things are getting steamy like, i know like when he moves her in it. yes so he's he like we're going to the queen's chambers yes. oh and then God. there's like a door in between the two rooms mm-hmm. and he's like why would i leave the door locked like you're on the other side yeah and then when she's mm-hmm. like scared after this attack he stays in her room all night oh also the dog the dog <laughs> got a kiss oh, no. this dog number one character in my heart yes he loves his owner he plays fetch he knows how to protect his people not really but he protects their emotions mm-hmm. and he like lays with alessandra lays on top of her and like snuggles her mm-hmm. and like that was like in the like first 50 pages of the book like you realize that like he's very much into his dog and the fact that she just like realized that there was a ball there and was like hello friend and then threw his ball mm-hmm. i was like yes we love That's animal so lovers cute, dude. and now it's their dog yes <laughs> no but like that like i know it wasn't their meet cute obviously because she like shows up to the ball and like plays hard to get but like that kind of meet cute when like it's with an animal and like a dog and like it just it's so cute i appreciated that like yeah i, I appreciated that addition to the book of yes. the dog he was so sweet Oh my god, and then when he was laughing at the love letter, <laughs> so the old Earl, the Earl, Lord, whatever Lydies. his title. 
Yeah, whoever, the guy who's friends with her dad, who her dad keeps trying to, which, her dad is a, is a fucking dick. asshole. Mm-hmm. Her dad He's does not trust her at dick. all. Even, like, the literally the night before she's gonna get proposed to, when they've already talked about marriage, he shows up and he's like, you're making a mistake, the king's never gonna want you, like, why are you like, doing this? And she's like, bro, he's gonna propose right now, but I hate you, so leave. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. But the one that's friends with her dad writes her this love letter that goes on for like pages and pages and pages and Callias finds it and he does this dramatic reading and he's like cracking himself up and it's one of my favorite because it's in not this good poetry he's like it's not your eyes light my day as i walk by like <laughs> terrible like that yeah yeah and then also the fact that like he literally doesn't give a shit about his pa- her past. He's like, oh yeah, you fucked a bunch of guys. Like, what else do I expect from you? Women should be equal to men. And I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> and then he was like, you killed your last husband? Ha! Should have expected that from you. I love you even more. Let's get married. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, ha! Well, he treated you wrong. What else do you expect? Of course you did it, you little menace. <laughs> like that's how he reacted. He like cracked up and was like, ah. I love you. Of course that's what you would have done. And I was just like, oh my god. He was like, I pardon you. Whatever. <laughs> that man's life means nothing. Who cares if you murdered somebody? <laughs> he really does a complete 180. Like, he starts so isolated from everybody and so just like, I don't want human connection. And then you see her with him and he just slowly softens and like becomes yeah. a person and laughs and smiles. It's like really cute. Mm. One thing I do want to bring up is the fact that they are ripping off Robin Hood in this story. Um, True. But also, like, why, like, I know that we have the perspective of the nobles, but, like, I respected the fuck out of Robin Hood. I was like, these poor people, like, this king is a douche. He is. He's taxing them. I know this man is, like, probably a terrible ruler. And, like, listen, I appreciate him for Alessandra, but this guy's a dick. And, of course, like, the poor guy who's trying to help the peasants and the poor just dies. Except it was too easy that it was just the lord that she didn't want to get married to. Well, yeah, but she had already, like, figured out. And also, like, it wasn't him. Like, he wasn't the main thought behind it. Like, of course he was doing the little, like, burglaries and whatever. But he wasn't, like, the main head haunch of, like, oh... This person is gonna... I killed my parents, and then I'm gonna kill my brother, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. It just, like, felt really easy that, like, suddenly the guy that she... Because, like, the Leandris thing, I wasn't really expecting him to be the dead brother. But with him, like, she... So she, like, hatches all this plan, because... Well, no, I think she actually planned for... So, like, Eliades, this guy, is in love with her. And Leandros's friend, what the hell's his name? Ruben? Yeah, or Ruben. Ruben is stuck in this, like, uh, in an engagement to this girl he hates. Like, his father is, he, he hates her. He doesn't want to marry her. Mm-hmm. And so, Alessandra needs $5,000 to shut up one of her past suitors. And so she takes $5,000, like, puts it on this guy's debt so that she's now his debt collector and has, like, all power over him. And so she needed the $5,000. She's like, Ruben, let me make a deal with you. I will get you out of this, like, engagement if you give me $5,000. She gets $5,000. And how she gets him out of this engagement is, like, so she goes and talks to uh, Eliades and is like, oh, like, 
you do such good things we help me like i'm in a fight with this girl like i want to bring her some flowers and like show her that you know like i was in the wrong blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. and so she walks up with the flowers and then reuben at the same time is getting his father to like talk to him and they're gonna go visit his um future wife because she's sick or something and so and the future wife looks longingly at elides and they copied a letter, like, his penmanship and sent her a letter and was like, oh, like, I'm gonna come to your chamber or whatever, and, like, if you want to be with me, like, kiss me when I show up, basically. Yeah, so basically he shows up, and she's like, Alessandra's like, hold these, I'll be right back, stay here, I need to get some confidence. And so she knocks on the door, and then the girl opens it, and so now he's standing in front with flowers in hand, and she's like, he wrote me a love letter, like... Oh, and then all of a sudden, her man and his dad walk by, and they're like, nah, engagement over, blah, blah, blah. And I was sad. And then, like, later, Lydie's, like, obviously goes to prison and is probably, like, put to death because, you know, he's Robin Hood. And because, that is not allowed in the kingdom. So when she's, they need, like, his wax seal, basically, to make the letter look authentic. So she sneaks into his room, and, like, while she's getting the wax seal, finds the Robin Hood mask in his like locked trunk Mm -hmm. and so that's the part where i was like it's just a little too easy that the guy that we already hate for her is also this robin hood character that we like i was rooting for him and melita yes i was rooting for him and ruben's girl yeah Yeah. like i think that would have been yeah good for her like i think you know he was at a better advancement in life of the place Oh, yeah, yeah, status whatever, their wise. status and their titles yeah, and all that. Yeah, their titles, and, like, he had more land and shmoney to give her, so, like, why not? Shmoney. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> lots of talk about, like, people's titles and land, and that's Ugh. why it's, like, it's such a thing when, um, what's her name? Goes for her manservant. Not Hestia, the other one. Rhoda. Rhoda. Yeah. When she goes for her manservant. Because she's named after the rhododendron, which oh, she yes, dresses yes. up with as yes. at the ball. I did like the ball. So she throws a ball. Well, because she's like, I've never thrown a ball. And Kalias is like, okay, so throw a ball. Like, you're, you're dating the king. Just, like, throw a ball. You can do that now. Mm. And so she, like, bases it all off of, like, flowers and stuff to honor his mom because his mom loved roses. Mm. And so, like, every woman that comes, like, has to dress up like a different flower. And so it's cool. It's like their Met Gala moment, kind of. Like, they have a theme and they come to the ball. That was cool. But, yeah, she, like, goes for her manservant because she's in love with him. And everybody's like, oh, my God, why would you do that? He's not got a title or land or anything. See, and that's the thing. Like, she's got – her man died, her last man. And so she's got the title. She's got the the land, and she's got the money. She doesn't – she wants, like, love. She wants passion relationship mm-hmm. and of course her man servant literally what they call him in the book <laughs> like i forget his name gaden Gal- galden galden yeah he's like obsessed with her he's fallen in love with her after working with her for so many years whatever mm-hmm. and of course she doesn't realize this but then her friend points it out to her and he's like oh but he's still he's uncomfortable with it and so the king's like well we'll give him a little lord title and she's like <laughs> oh that would help us immensely <laughs> that was i love Kalais when like okay it's fun when he's the king and he's just like, oh, well, I'll make him a lord. Like, if it'll make Alessandra happy, like, Oh, we'll yeah, do literally, it. and he's like, he's like, oh, my God, you killed somebody? Pardon. Yeah. He's like, even if you're not in love with me, I don't give a shit. But then also, between that and the fact that he refuses to touch her, and this is not something either of you two will relate to, but he's very much Christian Grey-esque. 
mm. in those Ooh. senses. As in Fifty Shades of Grey? Yes, because Christian Toxic. Grey does not like to be touched. Literally, he, like, she, Anna wants to touch him at one point, and he, like, because he has a lot of daddy issues and trauma, so he, like, d- makes her draw a line around him, and he, she can, like, touch the areas that are not within the line. It's, like, a whole thing. That um, sounds very much like this man. Yeah, right? Very big daddy issues. And then also, like, they both think they're the master of the universe and can do whatever the fuck they want, and so they just do. So, there was that aspect of the book for me. (laughs) It's bad. Anytime a character in any sense resembles somebody from, like, the Fifty Shades universe, I I can't. No, I mean, this relationship obviously isn't the healthiest. Like, it's kind of toxic. Starts out (laughs) with, like, her manipulating him. And then him manipulating her, and then they manipulate each other back into love. But, like, it starts out with, like, oh, like, I'm going to manipulate you into loving me so that, like, I can kill you. And then it's, like, oh, well, like, I'm going to manipulate you into, like, being a friend, but, like, we're going to show the court that, like, we're going to show the council that we're courting each other, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, they fall in love, like, very cliche. She throws a lot of tropes at us. Because it's, like, enemies to lovers, and then it's, like, fake dating, but it's still, like, enemies to lovers. Like, it's a very weird mix of things. But then also Mm. friends to lovers. True. True. Because they they do become friends at a certain point throughout the book. Best friends. Best friends. I remember her saying, like, best friends once, and I was like, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's also kind of slow burn, too. It is. Dude. They can't touch each other. It is so slow burn. <laughs> I hate slow burn. I mean, that's why fun, I was so but... boring for like the first two hundred pages. Yeah, then they become like normal people, and it's fine. Yeah, literally. Also, he rules six kingdoms, and we don't get a map. Literally, I want a map. I want to see like where is this man like? Because they're just throwing around country names and I just shit, think, yeah. and there's no reference for me. I mm. was just giving myself thoughts of, like, what's that empire? It was the Middle Eastern Empire, like, in the 1500s or whatever. It could be... The Byzantine Babylon? Empire? Not the Byzantine. What, what did you say? I was gonna... Uh, no, never mind. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Let me look at it. I it was an empire. I was gonna say Babylon. I, I was gonna say Genghis Khan, too, at Persia? first. No, no, no. It was much later than that. Persian Empire? Ottoman Empire. That's okay, Wait, that, that doesn't, doesn't start, start with a B. B. That's not a B. Anyways, it was giving me, like, that sort of, like, I'm gonna rule all of the Middle East, and, like, I'm the king. Eh. Like, it was giving me those vibes. Like, I'm just gonna rule this entire area. Like, I'm the king. Like, or, like, Great Britain vibes. Like, I'm the king. This my land. Like. But then, like, all of her solutions just work. It's, there's not enough conflict. No, but there's not enough conflict. You have, like, all, he has six kingdoms. You're telling me there's not one rebellion that they have to, like, quell through force? They did. No, they didn't. She made the person, they were like, oh, we'll have a council, and the council works. They don't, like, go to war ever. Yeah, because she's smart. That's the point. Even though You can't outsmart six different cultures. Sure. But, here's the thing. It's, it's meant to work that way. She's meant to be, like, the, like, the perfect puzzle piece to fit. Because he has this council, and, like, they all come up with dumb ideas. Because, of course, she turns out to be a great ruler. And, of course, they have the same political thoughts and ideologies. And, of course, she's also, like, very attractive and thinks outside the box. And, like, he's, like, figures out she's got, she's the perfect woman for him. Because, one, she can rule the kingdom well based on, like, this advice she gives him. And, two, she's, like 
they're passionately attracted to each other. So, I don't know. But I feel like there should be conflict. But we're not. We're reading a romance. We're but not we're reading not, this. We are reading a romance. But, like, you can do both. Like, if you've read the selection, like, there's con political conflict and also back and forth, back and forth, annoying-ass romance in that book, too. I think it would have been too much if they added that. It already I think seems so too, like it's too Because it's supposed to be True. such a focus on just these two characters and their story. Like, that's why, like, they, there's no time to get into all the side characters' backstories. There's no time for that. Like, there is because I've read so much of this book that, like, literally didn't need to be there. But, like, based on what it is, you'd have to add so much, like, plot and understanding to the, like, storyline. Maybe I just want it to be a duology then. <laughs> because it, I did, I did find myself wanting more, but, like, I found myself wanting more of, like, I just wanted to, like, see them, like, rule the empire together and raise children and stuff. Like, I, like, every, every book you finish, you just want to see the characters, like, living happy life, not dealing with a bunch of BS anymore. True. So. But I feel like you, like, because she tries to do both in the beginning, I feel like, with the political aspect, and then if she just decides she wants to write a romance instead at the end. So I feel like you could set it up better to do it if you did two books, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Valid thought. I don't know. It could be. I think from what I've heard, it would have, I think it probably would have been a better read. I probably would have liked it more if it didn't have so much. Like, the shadows, I think that was not necessary. You oh. could still do a slow burn without it. Yeah. Very true. But for me, like, I needed more. I needed more. Like, like. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm not really a big romance person either. I prefer fantasy, but for this plot specifically, I true. think they didn't need No, that. I agree, yeah. For where they were going with it, they didn't need that. But, like, I guess it adds something to the romance. Like, he could have just been, like, this weird immortal dude, but, like, it adds something to the romance. Like, I'm gonna, like, basically sentence myself to death by being with you because, like, I'm gonna live a mortal life. Instead, I could live, like, like I think the oldest guy to live was, like, 700 years old or something. Mm. And it's like, family... who wants to live for 700 years? Right! That's like, I get it if you'd use it because, like, even then, like, they probably, I mean, I, based on this courting BS and stuff... Like, I'm assuming it's only, like, maybe 50 years, like, is old and you die. Yeah. So valid, but, like... Sure, but, like, live to 100 and then, like, you know, move on. Well, that's what his dad did. He lived to be, like, 200, 300, and then he was like, I need a wife. Sure. I'm bored. I need, I need a person in my life. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. It wasn't, like, my favorite book I've ever read, I think. Well, I know it's not my favorite book I've ever read, but, like... I, I would read more. I, like, suspected that it might, like, be a duology because it came out, because I think Daughter of a Pirate King has a yeah. related sequel. And so I was like, oh, maybe it's gonna be a duology, but I think this came out a couple years ago. So I feel like we would have known It also it ended very much, like, it tied did, It tied done. together. So. I liked it, though. I wasn't, like, disappointed, but I was... I was a little, I wasn't, like, disappointed overall. I was a little disappointed given, like, where we started, especially with, like, the opening line and, like, there the There could premise. have been a lot more, like, she could have either ran with it where it's, like, we really just focus on the romance, or she could have run with it where we really focus on, like, the intensity and, like, the fantasy aspect of the book. 
And it just kind of muddled in between and then just, like, turned into the romance and just a regular, like, storyline. And, like, I agree, like, the shadows is kind of the only thing that makes it fantasy. Like, if you took that away from this, it would literally just be a period piece. Yeah. So, I don't know. You could have done more with the shadows, too, and, like, make it more of a thing, I feel like. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Words? No. No. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you for being guests. This was lovely. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.